We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans, the game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from Chicago, and the results are good. A Brewers 7-6 victory to take game one of this day-night doubleheader. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, there's Tim Stadium Shea. I mean, you got to have a nickname, my friend. Tim Stadium I like that. Shea. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> is, I mean, is here uh, <laughs> after a Brewers seven-six victory, and you talk about going back and forth. First time in franchise history for the Milwaukee Brewers that the starting matchup, the starting pitching matchup, has been major league debuts. And Ethan Small, well, there'll be better days, right? And the numbers don't look great. There were some good things to take out of it, that's for sure. But I want to get your reaction after a Brewers victory over the Cubs. That's always a good thing. And don't look now. With a 31-18 and mark here for the Brewers here in the 22 championship season. Back to their high water mark of 13 games over. How about we take a look at this road trip record now at 5-3 and three with three to play all in Chicago looking a little bit different. A lot of us would have said, Hey, five and six on this 11 game trip. That's okay. I mean, you stayed around 500. They're already at five wins on the road trip. But the other reason 31 and 18 is, is uh, somewhat remarkable is the fact that it's the best start to a season ever for this franchise. It's the best start to a championship season ever for the Milwaukee Brewers since 1970 I don't count 69 don't count don't buy into that Tim do you buy into the night the statistical information starts with the Seattle Pilots in 1969 no, no it starts I, with I don't the either. Brewers I, I know that it should be 1970 Milwaukee Brewers were born in that year but they get a a big win Yesterday, I was refraining from saying big win. Today, I'm going to just say it. It's a big win because it does set you up for the sweep. It sets you up to continue what's been going on here, and that's a winning road trip. I want to get your reaction here on what you saw in the game today, if you followed it. I know you've got other activities going on. I I get all that, and you know some people uh, forget about what Memorial Day is all about, and it's like we always – have this knee-jerk reaction to say, Happy Memorial Day. That's just not an appropriate term. It's just not, guys. This, this day is to memorialize the fallen soldier. 
the people who sacrificed and paid the ultimate price, and that's their demise for our freedom. That's what this day is. So it's a little tricky way to kind of to kind of view this a little bit because we're so accustomed over the years to say, Happy Memorial Day. Wow, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be picnics and it's going to be all this. Hey, how about just are you enjoying your long weekend here? Is that okay? I, I, th- I think so. And, and, and to make it a little bit better, you have a 7-6 victory that, you know, wind blowing out. And if you were nervous about this game, you should have been. Because at Wrigley, in a Cub-Brewer matchup, you don't ever really, really know. You don't know. I've been through way too many of those things. I think there was one game many years ago where the Brewers had a 4 nothing lead in the bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley. And Mark Loretta had an error to start that inning off for the Cubs in the bottom of the ninth, and it was a 5-4 final. Now, on the other hand, I was at County Stadium some years ago also where it was a four-zip lead for the Cubs in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Brewers came back to win 5-4. Did that happen to be the Brant Brown game? I don't think that was the – no. You remember no, what no, no. game I'm talking about? Oh, oh first. Oh, okay. first I mean, everyone remembers that, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. That was uh, Ron Sano. No, yes, no, no, no call. Yes. Yeah. One of, one of the greatest calls. <laughs> these these games, anything goes in this. And, and you have a 7-4 to four lead, wind blowing out in the seventh inning. I, you know, it's still not all that comfortable, especially when you go with God over box. Now, I'm a little curious about that. I don't want to, uh, you know, rip too much on that decision because I don't know if box was feeling good today or not. I don't know if he had a little soreness. I don't know if he was a little under the weather. Here's the way I look at that. Were you surprised at, at Boxberger not pitching the seventh? Very. Okay, that, yeah. I was. Tim, were you? Very. Very yeah, And I think a lot of Brewer fans were. Here, here's the deal. Um, when you have the automatic Box Williams hater that's proven to be successful, I'm afraid it was a consideration of where the Cubs were in their order that Craig Council a little, felt a little bit better about facing a particular portion of the order, he felt a little bit better about got instead of box there. Well, in essence, what that means to me is that Boxberger uh, got a demotion today. So it's not a slam dunk. It doesn't matter where you're at in the order. It should have been box Williams hater. That's the proven recipe for success. But okay, I mean, there's things we don't know on certain decisions like that. It it got a little dicey there in the seventh inning. Then in the eighth inning, and you have an error by Brasso that certainly didn't help things. You had a hit, a walk, and an error uh, against Devin Williams in that eighth inning. Muscled up to get out of that thing. Boy, does he pitch slow. Oh, man. I wonder when the pitch clock comes into play if that will impact Devin Williams' uh, success or not. I hope not. But, wow. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so slow. And then you have Josh Hader, a leadoff base hit in the ninth inning. And in that case, in that particular situation, you are one running into it. Just swing the bat, and sometimes someone runs into the barrel, the ball run into the barrel, and it goes, and it's wind blowing out, and it's Wrigley. And as, as, as confident as I am in Josh Hader, that stuff does kind of happen occasionally. And so it was a little nail-biting atmosphere in the back end of this game even though we all know that the Cubs are nowhere near the talent caliber of the Milwaukee Brewers this year. All right, and uh, 799-1250, I want to get your, uh, your thoughts and reaction on this game, how you thought Ethan Small looked and how you thought the game went. Uh, some more bad news, roster moves. Uh, Woody to the 15-day IL. That sucks. Um. So right now they're going through some tough times in terms of injuries, but they're battling here, and that's the thing. This, this is proving a lot to everybody that follows the Brewers and or baseball. This is proving a lot. Proves the depth of this team. It, 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 it just proves the, the fortitude a little bit of this team. 
A lot of teams wouldn't wouldn't uh, step up like this. I know it's the Cubs today. I get that. But what do you say about the Cardinals? What do you say about the Padres? Brewers have not. This isn't all. All these injuries aren't just today. They've been racking up here. They've been stacking up. So Woody to the IL. Uh, Peter Strezeletsky, he is uh, added to the active roster. Ethan Small obviously activated today uh, as well. And I think you're you're all caught up on on everything. Getting your reaction here, it's uh, it's just something that they're going to have to battle through, and and so far so good. They're doing it. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Way up in the North Woods, uh, we go to our buddy who's going to crack one open for me right about now after this victory. It's uh, Kenny uh, from West Bend, but way up north. What's going on, Kenny? Oh, that's a sweet victory today especially up here in the sunshine of the North Woods. We finally got sunshine up here at 87 degrees. And, uh, Tim, the views are fabulous still, even on this Memorial Day Monday. Just got off the chain. Uh, We're going to get ready to load the boat up. But uh, Greer's Pier was jumping today, to say the least. Nevertheless, what a great win for the Brewers. Oh, my goodness. You know, you're right. In terms of what they've been able to do with all these injuries and still continue to win, I don't care if it's the Cubs, but look at who they have beaten. You know, you split with your with your division foe yesterday, and you take two out of three from San Diego. So it's one of them deals where, you know me, I'm not a big Craig Council fan, but i got to give him credit for, for him and how he motivates the team to keep them playing at the level to do just enough to win during these difficult times. So, you know. And I believe now he's three wins away from uh, being the all-time leader in wins as a manager of the Brewers in franchise history. Journal Sentinel and Journal Sentinel Online, JS Online, they uh, had a couple of pieces here recently, just recently, on Craig Council. I would advise everybody to go over and and read those things. It was a really cool, I think Rosiak did it, Kenny. And I think he went around the clubhouse and just got quotes, and he didn't really put the names attached to it. It was just quote after quote after quote after quote about Craig Council. It was really interesting. It was well done by Rosiak. Well, the players love him, and Todd's a good writer. And, uh, you know, it's just one of them deals where I, I believe it's Todd Rosiak, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, so when you look at it, look, what is Council, what have all the players that have played for him throughout the years said? He's a, he's a player's manager, right? So with that being said, you know, he understands what guys go through and injuries and everything else, and he's constantly working with his team to uh, make sure that they're at peak and optimum health. And, and the reality is, is that these guys come out and they play well. So I go back to chemistry, right? So you're bringing on guys uh, up from the minors. You're bringing guys in to fill in for injured players. You know, you get your opportunity. I go back to Tyrone and, and to Jace. You know, they keep just doing what they're doing, and you got to love it. And Brasso, today, he well, came in, de- did defensively, what he had to do. So, I, I, uh, defensively, that dude scares me. Yeah, he just does. He does. Well, he's like he's like Keston Hero when you put him in the field, right? But, you know, like Hero with the bat, okay, so he's shown that he can hit mm-hmm. again. So with that being the case, you're, you're just got to get through these tough times here, these next yes. couple of weeks. So we can get back to our regular group, and hopefully people can start getting healthy. Adamus is coming back. He'll be back in a couple of days. Yep, so yep that's great with news. With that being the case, folks, it's going to be a fun summer, and trust me, I kicked it off the right way this weekend, Timmy. Sometime you got to get up here with me. You're going to love it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Kenny. Safe travels back back home. Yeah, pulling that boat. And we'll boat. catch you for the second game later. You got it. 799-1250. Um, Tim Stadium Shea uh, is with us producing the show today. Can you do me a favor here? I just it yeah. just dawned on me yeah. uh, when I was talking about Woody going to the IL. Can you draw up the bobble giveaways? I believe there's six of them. <laughs> can, Get uh, yep. I know can, exactly where you're you, going to go with that. Can you yes. grab those? Yep. And, and some some of our audience doesn't know exactly what we're talking about. But let's get let's get Luis in here. Luis, you're on the fan here. Seven six. The Brewers take Game One and continue to roll. Mr. Franchise, it was a gritty win today. It was it was a gritty win because that Cubs team did everything right that they had to do to win today. Yeah. You know how do they not go into Game Two? And maybe they're a young team; they kind of forget about it. But 
how did they not go into game two maybe a little demoralized just thinking he, you know, we did everything we had to do. We had Williams on the ropes. And, again, I don't know what Council was doing there with no Boxberger. You know, I'll leave it to him. He's he's the manager on that. But, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a gritty win by these guys. Just, you know, Luis and Tyrone and, and all these guys just stepping up for this win. Because it was, it was one of those games where you knew the Cubs were maybe a, just a swing away from a three-run home run to steal this one from us in game well, one. Well, and, and, and I think you would agree. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. When Daniel Norris was in there, and it was a leadoff hit by pitch right there, and then you get a, a base hit right there, and then Council goes to his bench and goes to McCutcheon right there. Even after the double play, it might have been uh, – no, 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 I checked that. It was the hit by pitch, then it was the double play. Even after that base is empty, I still felt strongly that this team was going to get to Daniel Norris because I'm sorry, that dude ain't good. We saw no, him last year in a Brewers uniform. We're seeing him this year in a Cubs uniform. He just is not good. He's not a good pitcher, and they smoked him, even with the bases empty and two down. We saw it firsthand last year, and I, I, I'm right there with you. You kind of knew, like, all right, they're going to get one or two off of him. Um, but also, when, when they were coming up to hit, and Devin Williams, you know, that first, that first hit that I can't remember who it was had off of him, where Williams put the airbender perfectly, and he just, boom, just dumped it right into right field. I believe it was just like, boy, they are doing everything right. They're being patient. Are they going to steal this game? And it was, it was a gritty win. It's, you know, it, it's just a gritty, gritty, gritty win against a young, Cubs, a young Cubs team that doesn't really know what they're doing. So it's, it's one of those games where it's like, hey, why? You know, kind of like the Brewers a few years ago when they were still rebuilding, where it was just a bunch of young guys. Like, well, why, you know, are we supposed to lose? No, we're going to go out there and, and try to play yep. and win. And, and, and yeah. that's kind of what this comes to imagine. A bunch of young guys who, you know, don't know what the hell they're really doing out there. But, you know, they could steal a game. And I, but I think in the game, too, we may see a little bit of a, of a, of a disappointed and sad Cubs team, which, uh, you know, God forbid, we, we'd hate to see a, a sad Cubs team for game two. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be celebrating tonight. All right, th- <laughs> thanks, Luis. It's a great way to Take put it. Uh, a gr- yeah, a gritty win for the Brewers. That is, that is a good way to describe this, this 7-6 victory. Okay, so it dawned on me today, and it just just a few minutes ago, literally four and a half, five minutes ago, when I was talking about Woody, and, and I went, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> what are the bobble games? Are there six of them? There are uh, There's five brewers, but six total. But, but let's six. keep that. There are six, but let's keep that last one in mind, too, as we get near the end of the year. Okay, okay. Yeah. so what are the five? All right, so we had Willie Adamas on May 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 5th, we have Brandon Woodruff. June uh-huh. 26th, we have Corbin Burns. Uh-huh. July 10th, we have Freddie Peralta. Oh, man, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Yep. July 24th, we have Omar Narvaez. And September 11th, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go Put ahead. Cancel explain. on that order. I know Put exactly the, what you're going to say. Uh, uh, three of the five Brewer player bobbleheads have now hit the IL. There was something on Twitter. Five. That says if you have a bobblehead oh, this year, yeah, some 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 person on Twitter I I saw. I've okay, I'll it give earlier. them full credit. I, I didn't see that. I didn't read that. But yeah, it, it, just it was earlier in the day. Just some someone someone just said if you have a bobblehead this year, be careful. Wow, wow, wow. wow. <laughs> okay, that's just hey, that's just crazy superstition stuff. I mean, I don't know. I don't so, even know why I brought it up. Corbin I'm, Burns, hey, Omar, and Omar, Omar. And Corbin. Yeah, be careful, guys. <laughs> Just be careful. And I think the Woody's coming up soon, right, in this homestand. Uh, June 5th. Yeah, next yeah. weekend. Yeah, this this will be. He will uh, not be yeah. active. This coming weekend. That's that's too bad. 799-1250. You want to react here to a Brewers game one victory that Ethan Small started. And he didn't fare very well. I, I guess he did in the first couple of innings. And then you get into that third inning and things just fell apart. And I, I wonder, for those that did watch the game, I just wonder if he might have been tipping tipping some pitches. I, I do wonder that because it it just anytime he went fastball, it was swing city for Chicago. Anytime it was a changeup, and certainly he wasn't landing the changeup at all. That's a wicked pitch, by the way. You can you can see where this is gonna go in his career. Uh that changeup. It's it's gonna be a devastating pitch. Now for those that don't know, he's a fastball guy. 
He goes uh, 90 to 94 from the left side. Uh, he does have the his, – his money pitch is the changeup. Uh, he is developing a, a third pitch, and that's the slider, and that's going to probably be a, a, a slow development of that pitch, slower, I should say. But uh, he's got to develop that third pitch without question. But it just seemed funny to me that they were – Cub hitters were swinging at fastballs, and, and he couldn't land anything off speed, uh, including that changeup. He walked four in the inning. I mean, it, it reminded me – I don't know, for those that uh, listened – and uh, observed the first series of the year in Chicago. And that was off some better pitchers than, than Ethan Small for the crew, and they were just they, they were spitting on anything off speed, especially Woody. Wood, Wood, I mean, fastball, swing, changeup, nothing there. And they did the same thing today, I got to admit. And they tried it on uh, a little bit to that degree. They tried it on Devin Williams late in this game. And then Devin started landing the changeup, and then you know what happens then. If you can't hit it, Andy's throwing it for strikes, nighty-night. I mean, it's, it's game over at that point. 799-1250, if you want to jump in here, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to hear from manager Craig Council. I am curious, though, why not Boxberger in that seventh inning? But they get away with it. If there was anything to that, I don't, I don't know. But they do get a... Uh, a gritty victory, as our last caller said. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek, 7 6. Brewers beat the Cubs. We'll be back here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Brewers beat the Cubs game one of a four-game set. Welcome back. 7-6 the final here, and that's your prototypical Cub Brewer matchup is, is what it was tonight or today I should say that uh, you know you had, the, you had the Cubs in the lead and then the tie game and then the Brewers uh, you know give up a couple of more runs then the Brewers tied up and then they go ahead and then the Cubs battle back it's just the way it's the way these two organizations have uh, have gone back and forth over the years but uh, the Brewers pretty much own this team the last few seasons Without question, that's sweet. I mean, that's just music to my ears. Man, my dislike, disdain, and hatred of that Cub team. Wow. Uh, call of the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. I've been uh, talking to you. You might be grilling out over this weekend here, and uh, there's a lot of options here. The grill kit 
the home grill kit to go is the way I would go, and I did go, and I loved it. You will too, so check it out, 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Uh, Ethan Small gets his Major League debut, his first start. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, whether or not you would have gone with him game one or game two in a double double header. I was talking with some folks earlier today about that, and pretty much it was split down the middle. That some say, hey, you go game two because, and they would explain it like we, we had the conversation yesterday, about, well, he's, he's got a chance to sort of feel the room a little bit, feel the atmosphere, get his legs on the ground. He, he wouldn't be you know, blindsided by a, a loud, hostile crowd. Um, but then again, others say that you know if the Brewers do go with Ashby game one and then they fall in game one, maybe a little more pressure on Small and it takes him uh, out of his comfort zone. So there's two ways to look at that. Regardless, Ethan Small did get the start game one, and he got his first big league strikeout. And this is this is he'll always have this, and I don't think he'll really understand the gravity of who he struck out for his first major league strikeout. But I certainly will not forget it. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Check this out on Bally Sports Wisconsin. And he struck him out. High fastball that time, and the first big league strikeout. For Ethan Small is Wilson Contreras. Yeah, yeah. I noticed he was messing with him a little bit, stepping out a little bit in his first time up. See, again, causing a little. And you did. Ethan Small is not the quickest pitcher in the world. He's no Brent Suter, but he does have a good pace. I like that part about it, and I think that did help him if we're breaking down what Ethan Small did today. You know, we knew going in, and we knew throughout his uh, brief professional career that command is going to be something that he's got to reel in a little bit. And when, once you get to the big league level, obviously there's going to be those adjustment periods. And, boy, the command was an issue with, with this. That, you know, you, you walk four guys in an inning and, you know, things just snowballed on him. And he couldn't, couldn't get out of the third, two and two-thirds. You know, four hits, four walks. He did strike out four, so that was good. And the changeup? I mean, we think uh, Devin Williams is, is good, and it is. This guy's going to have, once he, he masters that at this level, uh, it's, it's going to be wicked. It's going to be dynamite. So you wonder, though, with the injury to Woody, Freddie Peralta, how they're going to manage this starting rotation. Does Ethan stay and get another shot? Does he stay and, and go out of the pen? Uh, well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see because council is going to press some of those buttons and they most times tend to work. Miguel Sanchez today. You don't get this outing from Miguel Sanchez. I haven't heard Craig council talk, but he would be remiss if he didn't mention what Miguel Sanchez did today to settle things down a little bit. That, that was, that was a brilliant performance from him. It really was. And so we'll hear from Craig Council in just a bit. <clears throat> Let's get to some highlights here. As the Brewers get a 7-6 victory, first inning, Brewers go in order, strike out to Wong, strike out to Urias. Did you notice this, too? There was a horrible 3-1 call uh, to Urias in, in the first inning. And this was both ways in this game. Any 3-1, 3-2 ball it was almost mandatory that the home plate umpire had to call a strike right there. He was a little shaky today. He was shaky today. And it, it did go both ways. I but there were three 3-1 three, counts that were out of the zone that should have been walks. Two by Brewer batters, one by a Cub hitter. And it called him strikes. I mean, maybe he likes to see action too. I can't wait to see the, the stats from him. They do those umpire stats yes. on Twitter. The, the grades, I, yeah. 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 It's, it, those are going to be interesting. Probably not going to be as bad as that Sunday night game. No. Uh, <laughs> but it's, good. it's not going to be good. Uh, but Urias uh, does not draw the walk there. Um, Yelich, a rollover to right. And do we need to mention this on a day like today? I said that Yelich was on his on his way to a trip to the dentist with his batting average. Two thirty, for those that don't get the joke, tooth 
Purdy. <laughs> um, okay, just saying. Uh, now he's under that. 229. Wow. And don't look now. Jace Peterson has as many home runs. Keston Hira has as many home runs. Luis Arias, in, in ha- less than half the games, has one less than Yelich. Just saying. Come on, Christian. Come on. It's a. The more you guys watch him, and, and we're at that point again where you can dig down and deep dive and pull, pull out layers of, of metrics that say hard hit ball rate, exit velocity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All I know is that he is a ground ball machine to the right side. That tells me there is a flaw in the setup or the system he's got working at the plate. Now, will that change next year if they eliminate the shift? Okay, maybe, and, you know, maybe that's why he's not going to change a thing. Him and Telez both, they're they're just dead pull. I mean, it's dead pull, shift away. I just, it, it seems to me that there's a flaw in the swing. Somewhere in there, I, I, I'm not smart enough to figure out what it is. I'll tell you that right now. Call me crazy, but I think you sit him tonight and then again tomorrow. I, I, multiple games. I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. He's 5 for 31 on the road trip. Give him a few days to maybe get his head clear. I, I mean, I don't know what else you can do with and they're, him. And they're base right hits, now. Tim. Yeah. I mean, I... I Again, the, the fact that it's a rollover almost every damn time up. He is becoming a little more aggressive, and I do like that part of it. He is a little more aggressive early in the count. It does lead to a few more strikeouts, but I'd rather have him hit his way out of this, whatever he's going through, regardless. A two twenty nine average for Yelly. Bottom of the first inning as the Brewers go empty in that top half. Small, a leadoff double. Welcome to the big leagues, Ethan. What comes back, Contreras, we just heard. Uh, on the uh, strikeout for the first out of that inning. Fly ball with the runner moving over to third, then a strikeout to Wisdom to end that frame. That was a, that was a nice debut inning for Ethan Small. I was kind of charged uh, for that one. Uh, Brewers in order in the second inning. Pretty good contact, however, from Taylor and Telez in that inning. Uh, scoreless bottom of the second inning. Cubs a two-out infield single. Nothing around that. Small, a couple of more punch-outs. 32 pitches through the first two innings with four strikeouts. You like that. I, I mean, now, now I'm supercharged about his performance at about that point. Brewers break through in the third inning. It was uh, with one out. He homered yesterday, a big three-run shot. Today it was a solo shot, but it gave the Brewers a one-zip lead. It was Jace Peterson. As Peterson hits it high, hits it deep, and gone. one nothing Brewers on Jace Peterson's fifth home run of the year. There you go, Jace Peterson. Brasso would follow that up with a walk. Another 3-1 bad call right there. It should have been a walk on the 3-1 pitch, but later on in the, in the sequence did eventually work that walk. Colton Wong doubled second and third with just the one out and one in. Luis pops it up for the second out, two on, two out for Christian Yelich. Three pitches. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and sit down, Christian. Wow. Uh, Okay. I'll move on. Ethan Small, all sorts of trouble in the bottom of the third, a leadoff base hit. Then he walks a man, two out, or two on, nobody on. Contreras at the plate, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy, the pitcher's best friend. Uh, 0 for 2 for Contreras, the strikeout. And here in that third, he gets into a uh, double play. Runner at third with the two outs. Get out of this thing. He was at right around 55 pitches at the time. But then a walk, another walk to load the bases. That last walk to Wisdom. Now he's got to face Horner. He falls behind 2-1 there. And they're not swinging at change-ups there, and you knew it. You could sense it right there. He had to come in, challenge on the fastball, and, and Horner got him for a two-run base hit. Stinger right there, 2-1 to one Cubs. Then a walk to Frazier to reload the bases. 
and Council had seen enough right there. I thought it was a great move to get him out right there. And a lot of, uh, a lot of fans would have said, let him finish up that third. It's just two runs, but it was 69 pitches, somewhere over 30 just in that third inning alone. So you had to err on the side of ca- caution. Two hits, four walks. Inc- that included a double play in the inning. Trevor Kelly had to be summoned from the bullpen. He gets a pop-up to finally end that inning. But the damage was done. Uh, two and two-thirds, the, the book was in. Two and two-thirds, four hits, two earned runs, four walks, four strikeouts, 69 pitches, a 6-7 ERA is what that equates to. Brewers bounce right back, all with two outs in the fourth. Omar Narvaez, a base hit, takes second on an error. That proved to be big because Keston Hira knocks him home. Going to swing a line drive, base hit left field. They're going to send around Narvaez. Frazier throws home. It is offline. This game is tied for the second in time to get Keston Hira. Yeah, there it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Keston Hira, we know the defensive, uh, well, struggles that he's had in his career. But base running is probably not one of his strong suits either. Just saying. Inning ends right there, obviously. But Brewers get it back to even. 2-2. That takes Small off the hook into the uh, bottom of the fourth. Cubs bounce right back in their half of the fourth. Back-to-back homers off Kelly, Higgins, and uh, Ortega. And they take a 4-2 lead into that fifth inning. Brewers no answer in that fifth. 1-2-3. Game settles in at that point. Miguel Sanchez, here's a big reason why it's settled in. Gives up a leadoff double, but it doesn't hurt because he doesn't allow any runs into the sixth inning, 4-2. Rios leading off that frame, reaches on a wisdom error. uh, Telez and Yelly with fly balls. Tyrone Taylor does not let him off the hook. And a fly ball to deep left center. Way back into the bleachers and gone. For Taylor, this game is tied. Yeah, they bounce right back. That's when I was starting to feel it right there, going crazy. Two out, two run homer to tie the game at four into the bottom of the sixth inning. Told you about Sanchez. Stands tall here. Three ground balls to hold it right there. Two scoreless, one hit for Miguel Sanchez. You got to like that, and Council's got to give him some praise in this one. Seventh inning, Brewers break through. Once again, leading off Keston Hira, hit by a pitch against Daniel Norris. And a pinch hitter right there. Andrew McCutcheon comes in for Jace Peterson. That hurts because a double play ground ball to clean up the bases. However, Mike Brasso, a big two-out base hit. Colton Wong, a big two-out walk. And Luis Urias, do I need to say a big, big swing. Another 3-2 pitch coming. Swing a line drive out towards left. Back at the track and into the basket and gone. A three-run home run for Luis Urias. And the Brewers have taken a 7-4 lead. Yeah, there you go, Louie. I was going crazy on that swing right there. A two-out, two-strike, three-run home run to give the Brewers a 7 to 4 lead and that's off Daniel Norris and I knew they had to they had to get to him. God, he's, he's so bad. Got in the bottom of the 7th. Why wasn't it box right there? I'm just curious. I don't know if Council's going going to address it or not. I haven't heard it. We're going to hear from him next, but Trevor got in and in trouble. A base hit, an out, a base hit, first and third, another base hit to play to run 7 to 5, first and third again, stolen base. Then a fielder's choice, 7-6 to six for the second out right there. And uh, finally a strikeout to finally end that inning. Two runs across for the Cubs, 7-6 into the eighth inning. Brewers no answer in order in the eighth inning. Get some insurance for Williams and Hayter, will you please? Devin into some trouble in the bottom of the eighth inning. Hit, an error, a walk, it loads the bases. But he works out of it with a huge strikeout to Patrick Wisdom and get some insurance for Hayter. Come on, top of the ninth inning. Just get you get a free shot, free offensive shot. You've got Josh. No, one, two, three. 
into the bottom of the ninth inning. Josh Hader allows a leadoff base hit, but nothing after that. Strikeout, 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 and there is your final. Brewers get the victory. They're 31st on the season against 18 losses, guys. It is the best start this team has ever had through the 49 games. Best start ever for this Brewers team. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. It really is. And you know what? Does it mean anything by the end of the year? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Just keep racking those wins up. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep racking them up. Tim, 13 games over 500. You know, we thought that, hey, hang around 10, 9, 8, you're good. You make a move. 13. And they've got three to play yet on this uh, road trip. And they're 5 and 3 already. Even if, and I don't want to sound like loser mentality. I, I, I don't. I just, I'm just pointing this out. Win one of the next three, you come back 6 and 5. And there's something to be pleased about. Win two, and you're 7 and 4. You could, in theory... Sweep this team just to button up the numbers. And you come back eight and three. Not a lot of people thought you were coming back eight and three. In 10 days, 11 games. Not many at all. Did we have anybody that predicted eight and three? I don't think so. I think it was a lot of seven and sixes. Yeah. Seven and sixes. Yep. Yep. And they seem to be right on par. I think I even said six. So. Yeah. You. I, I don't know. I can't remember what I said. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't recall. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Ryan, leaving Wrigley Field. How was that in that park today? Yeah, Tim. Uh, great game. Uh, how about Josh Hader? Eighteen innings uh, now in fourteen games, and he still hasn't given up an earned run this season. But a crazy great time good. down here at uh, Wrigleyville. Uh, I'll set it. I'll swing it back to you. We got some interesting stuff going on out here on the street. <laughs> I bet you do. It's Chicago. I mean, it's, man. I, I, again, thank you, Ryan. Uh, do I get into this? Ah, why not? I've said it on the air before. Uh, this is my opinion. I think Chicago might be the most overrated city in America. I don't see the hype in it, and I've, I've disclaimed this by saying that I grew up where I grew up in Kenosha. So I've been to Chicago many times, school field trips and you know, whatever, zoos and all concerts and the whole nine yards. I've had broadcast live down in Chicago when I was working at, at a, a rock station. I just don't see the hype in it, and maybe I'm just numb to it. Because you, you talk to, you know, I travel quite a bit, and I talk to people, hey, where, where are you from? And... Uh, a lot of uh, international travelers go to Vegas. I've been to Vegas a million times, but a lot of international travelers go into Vegas and they, hey, welcome in. And you know they're from Japan or wherever they're from, and they'll say, well, I mean, where are you going in America? Where, what are you going to see? Well, we're going to San Francisco, and we're going to go to New York, and we're going to Chicago, and we're going to Vegas, and it's like Chicago, bunch of tall buildings. I agree with you. Do you? Yes, I'm. I, it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just what what are they known for? Like most a lot of major markets are sort of known for something. You know, Philadelphia this Liberty Bell and patriotic thing and New Orleans jazz and you know those those types of things. You always kind of attach this this thing. Uh the Big Apple in in New York, the city that never sleeps. But what is Chicago? Is it like a hot dog? Maybe a deep dish pizza. Pizza, maybe. <laughs> I'm serious. It could be. I mean, I I do like deep dish pizza, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, don't we all? Um, yeah, just... maybe maybe happy hours. Is that sort of a <laughs> Chicago thing? I don't I don't know. Just just saying. And so it didn't surprise me when we're hearing the police sirens there (laughs) near the stadium mike want to get you in here before we hear from craig council mike what's on your mind uh as you know my uh my uh physical history i did a bunch of family uh memorial day stuff and then i turned the game on i was hoping to hear the end and i was never so glad that i missed the first it's a double header today correct Yes, sir. We have a night game starting at 640 tonight. And when I 
heard you talking about uh, the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Man, I was glad I wasn't watching it or, or listening to it because uh, my heart rate would have been uh, climbing way too high. But um, as I told you, we are so lucky this year that we have options. How many guys are gone from the pitching staff or on the field and we're still managing to pump out wins? I don't get why Boxberger didn't pitch today, but I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of counsel, so maybe he'll let us know. But I guess God didn't work out too good, huh? No, he didn't, Mike. I'll, I'll turn you loose here, and we'll get okay, get the answers uh, after the break here. But, yeah, it was an uh, interesting call. Interesting call for sure. But the main thing is the Brewers get the win 7-6. Since you had a short start from Ethan Small here today, uh, by the way, the first-round pick, 28th overall, Mississippi State in 2019. Just been uh, just basically lights out in his professional career. That includes uh, Dominican Winter League as well. Um, since he had the short start, I, I, I think they would really, really like an extended start out of Ashby in Game 2 here. Because think about it, who, who are you going to go with? I, I, how many pitches did Williams throw? I need, I need to check that before I make any sort of proclamation here for Game 2. Uh, Hayter's going to be available uh, for Game 2. I'm pretty convinced in that. Uh, Boxberger certainly is, is available. What's the pitch counts on both Gott and, uh, and Williams here? Because you do have Milner, Suter, uh, Trevor Kelly is probably off limits, and Miguel Sanchez off limits. You you kind of need five from Ashby tonight. You yeah, do. Gott had 17. Okay, well, he could probably go in game two if you needed. Um, Williams had 26. Yeah, that's that's tough. Kelly had 21. Is that borderline? You think? Yeah, and I'm I'm not too familiar with his endurance. Yeah. You got Peter, uh, Peter Strzelecki. Um, and so then you've got San- him. Sanchez had 23. He's I think he's done. Yeah, he he he's will probably done. not be available. Hater with what, only 16. Yeah, he is tonight. I think they'd go with him. Safe yeah. situation. Yep. They're going to go with him tonight. But hey, you could really use an extended start out of Ashby. But uh, more on that as we preview Game 2. Yeah, it's doubleheader day today on this Memorial Day Monday. And make sure you pause for a couple of minutes here to uh, pay your honor and thoughts to the fallen soldier that paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for all of us, without question. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Brewers take Game 1 of the Twin Bill. 7-6 the final. We'll be right back. Council next here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. You know, you know, it's four-two, and uh, you know, just everything that's going on today with the doubleheader and the pitching decisions everybody has to make, and the, the weather conditions. So it's, you know, it, it, the game was, you know, very much still a game. The, the whole thing, the whole thing, and keeping it. I thought, you know, Trevor Kelly, even though he gave some runs in the in the fourth, keeping it keeping it two to two to one in the third was was a big out. Um, and then Miguel Sanchez really did a heck of a job. Those two innings, you know, we, we needed that, um, you know, not only for this game but for the next game. And that, that was a, a big, big performance from him. I mean, that's, that's four innings in the last three days, um, very efficiently, four scoreless innings. Overall, what you think of Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, this is kind of Ethan's thing is that, that it's the, you know, he's got the chase – to get out of the inning just wasn't quite there, um, and that's that credit to the Cubs for that. But that's, you know, you're looking for that next kind of little swing out of the zone, and he couldn't get a swing out of the zone. They, they, they laid off, um, and that that ran his pitch count up, and just just too much. Is that going to be tougher for him, Craig, at this level because he doesn't have the 95? Doesn't have the. No, I mean, I, look, we saw his stuff work in the strike zone, no, no question about it. So, um, it, it's just. It's a next step of pitching. Kind of, your misses a little better. 
um, you know, your full count pitch is a little better, um, just just a little better. It does, the stuff doesn't have to be better, but your misses have to be better. Early on, I mean, is that what you want to see from him, kind of get those swings on, on the fastballs up and then kind of change-ups yeah, I mean that—that's what he's going to do. I mean, he, he filed it to a T, and he—he um, he pitched how he's going to pitch. Um, and, and frankly, he got into trouble how he gets into trouble. And, and you've talked with him about that, right? Is that sort of—it's just—it's pitching, man. It's—it's—it's it's, it's the next step. It's the hitters are a little better. The hitters are going to uh, lay off it a little bit more and make you work a little harder. It's—that's pitching development. Yeah, well, I mean, we did. We just, you know, we got some two out, two out homers. Obviously, uh, a two run, two run from Tyrone, and after a, a an inning that you know we get a double play to two outs and nobody on, and then, or no, that was I'm sorry, that was the Norris inning, but uh, Tyrone's homer was two outs, nobody on, I believe, and then and then we chose was as well. Uh, it's just just good at bats. I mean, there's it's it is a, it is a hitter locked in for sure. Um, you're seeing that, and uh, he's putting good swings on the baseball and just very competitive at bats. Yeah, I mean, it, both teams sit in the same spot. Um, anytime you play a doubleheader, there's going to be different pitching decisions made, um, and and you'll see that from both clubs, I'm sure, in game two. Yeah, I mean it's yeah that's a major league inning, right? It's they're they're going to make you work, and you keep making pitches, um, not letting the moment kind of take you over. Um, kept making pitches. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Yeah, we got you, Craig Council. Miguel Sanchez, I think, was a key component in this Brewers 7-6 victory, and he deserved those uh, accolades sent by his manager right there. He's, he's been good, guys, he has. This was huge for him. Uh, to preserve, just settle the game in and uh, let things play out a little bit. The other thing I've noticed here, how about the two out runs scored by this Brewers squad throughout, not just not just today's game, but throughout this road trip? They've done a lot of damage with two outs, and a lot of those situations have been with nobody on in two outs. The never-say-die within the inning has, uh, has proven to be uh, quite rewarding. Uh, and that that's a good trend to have. Let's check the box score here. By the way, the uh, lineup is out, and Tim Shea, uh, you may have hit it right on the head. Tim Stadium Shea. Uh, is there Yelich in the lineup? Mm, no. No, no there's nope. not. We'll have the full lineup for you in just a couple of minutes here. Stick around for that for game two. Colton Wong today, one for three with a walk and a run scored. Luis Urias, one big one, one for four. Three RBIs, two runs scored. Christian Yelich, 0 for 4, hitting 229 at the moment. Rowdy Telez goes 0 for 4. Tyrone Taylor, 1 for 4, with two big RBIs, one run scored. Omar Narvaez goes 1 for 4 with a run scored. Keston Hira, 1 for 3, with one knocked in. Jace Peterson, 1 for 2, with an RBI and a run scored. Andrew McCutcheon goes 0 for 2. Mike Brasso, 1 for 3, with a walk. And a run scored. Pitching lines today. Shorter start for the young left-hander. The 25-year-old major league debut today. He goes two and two-thirds. Allows two Ernie's on four hits, four walks, four strikeouts. 69 pitches in the outing. Uh, 675 the ERA. Trevor Kelly, one and a third. Two hits, two runs, both earned. No walks and a pair of punch-outs. Miguel Sanchez, two innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. Trevor Gott, one inning, in trouble. Three hits, two earnings, no walks, and a strikeout. 
Devin Williams in, the, in and out of some trouble. One inning, one hit, no runs, one walk, and a big strikeout. Josh Hader, one inning, he allows one hit, no runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. Brewers get seven runs on seven hits with one error. Uh, the Cubs, six runs on 12 hits with two errors. Miguel Sanchez with the victory. He goes to 1-1, one and one, the loss to Norris. Shocking. He goes to 0-3. Josh Hader saves 17, and he is two appearances away from a major league record. Wow. Uh, 17 for 17 in saves uh, this year. That already is a record, but uh, it, overall in appearances, 38 consecutive. Just amazing numbers. 31-18 and 18 after the victory here in the 22 championship season. We're going to hear from Luis Urias. Had a big swing. Turned out to be the game winner. We'll hear from him next here on The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. We're going to hear from Luis Rios in just a second here as the Brewers take game one of the doubleheader. Game one of a four-game set at Chicago's Pee Wee Park. And uh, let's uh, let's get John. John, you're going to get the final word here before we hear from Louie and then uh, get game two matchups. What's going on, John? Hey, Tim. Great win, right? Anytime you beat the Cubs, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's good. I love beating them, especially when we get that. Contreras out when it matters. That's great getting him out. I don't like that man very much, but so it's always good to beat them. So I was I wanted to call and ask you, who does Devin Williams remind you of? Former Brewer got his nickname with the Mets. Doesn't he Ooh. remind you of Frankie Rodriguez? Worked oh, really for slow, super always slow, always super a changeup, always traffic. Yeah, always, <laughs> right. But he wiggles out of it though. I mean, All they the muscle time. up. Yep. Yeah. They, they look – they're so similar. I was laughing. I'm like, those guys are twins. I mean, and they work so methodically. It's like, oh, next year. Yeah, I just wonder, John. Yeah, I wonder the, if the pitch clock will affect sort of that uh, – I shouldn't say the overall success, but just the comfort zone of Devin Williams. Yeah, because he's he's a slow worker, really methodical. And another thing, how lucky are we to watch Hater, right? I mean, yeah. that guy is just – I, mean, I thought we were lucky to see Corbin Burns be a surgeon on the mound, but this is we're we're again we are witnessing greatness. Great, with Josh Hader, yep. and I and I don't think that's an overstatement, John. No, it's not. I mean, we're so we have we got Giannis and basketball and Rodgers, and I mean and now we got Hader. I mean that is greatness. He's Rivera, good, right? It's just unbelievable to watch him. It, it, He's it, better it, every year if it's possible. If this continues. Don't you think he needs to be in the conversation for MVP? Yes. I mean, it's a long shot. They, they they normally don't like that or don't do that or whatever. But, I mean, Fingers won an MVP. He's that dominant. And what's he giving up? What's his, I mean, he gives up a couple hits the whole year. That's, it's it's that's unbelievable crazy. to watch. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, John, thank, thanks for the call. And that you, you, right on the money here. With K Rod, that does the just the makeup. This the slow, methodical. I'm gonna take. Hey man, it's my show. It's my show. It's my game. I'm I'm doing what I do. Forget about you guys. I don't care. Well, pitch clock may change that a little bit. That's that's for sure. He's one of the slower pitchers in all of baseball. I think we checked that out like a week ago. All right, let's uh, hear from Luis Urias, who caught up with Sophia Minert on Bally Sports Wisconsin after this win. Luis, this game went back and forth, and you know that with the wind blowing out, it's going to be a wild game here at Wrigley Field. But for your home run, the three-run shot, you only saw one fastball. So what were you looking for the deeper you got into, against the lefty, Daniel Norris? Uh, well, honestly, I just was uh, was trying to to make contact. You know, um, he was making uh, really good pitches, and I was trying to I was trying to stay short to the ball, and thanks, uh, uh, I got a front. Ethan Small made his Major League debut, and he was really good in his first two innings and then ran into some trouble there with the command in the third. But overall, what did you think, your first impression of Ethan Small? Uh, I would say he's, he's going to be a great pitcher, you know. Obviously, uh, 
didn't go as I mean really really well for him, but I can see his uh, his speeches and and I think he he's gonna be nasty in the future and we 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 really excited to to have him today. What about Devin Williams and the job that he did navigating with the bases loaded and preserve the lead and give the ball to Josh Hader? Yeah, I mean these, those guys are Devin and and Hader. Uh, it feels good when when they come to the game. Uh, obviously, sometimes it gets rough, uh, like like today. It, it gets uh, a little bit intense. But I mean, at the end, we we got the win, and uh, those boys are, are are really nasty. All right, go in and get some rest before game two, Luis. Thank you, Sophie. All right, Luis Arias adds on to the Brewers' lead here. The three-run shot helps the Brewers win at seven to six. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Okay, time to turn the page to game two of this day-night doubleheader. Whenever there's doubleheaders here uh, recently, it always brings me back to Old County Stadium. It just does, guys. Those uh, Twinite doubleheaders. I'm really are... looking forward to that one in September. Yeah, when the scheduled the, doubleheader. The scheduled right? doubleheader when it's back yeah. to back. The twi- what the Twinite doubleheader. Twinite doubleheader. They they would call it. And you, I'd actually that was one of the things you get your pocket schedule, and uh, that's one of the things as a kid I would always look for. I'd always just look for where are those doubleheaders? Where oh, there's one right there. Texas. The Rangers are in town or. You, know, you get a twinite, and just to hear Euchre say, and it's a game one of a twinite doubleheader. It's just, man, it brings me back. Um, and these now, again, the nine-inning doubleheaders, a little something recently different, but uh, that's, that's true form of baseball, too. That, that whole seven thing, that's more of a college thing, I, I think. I was surprised that the league even did that, but uh, now they're back to nine. We've got nine more innings, at least, of baseball tonight. Game two of this uh, doubleheader between the Cubs and the Brewers. 6.40 the first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street. You make the switch over here to the fan after uh, Ashby and, uh, well, a former Brewer product in Smiley, right? Yeah, Drew Smiley. He's 2-5 and five with a 4.08 ERA. Like you said, Aaron Ashby, 0-3. That ERA's under 3, though, 2.91. And let's check the uh, lineup for Game 2. That is out now, and there is no Christian Yelich. Nice call, Tim Stadium Shea. So you got the first part of your, your prediction uh, or, or your proclamation, what you would do, and mm-hmm. that would be sit him tonight, tonight. and sit him and tomorrow. tomorrow. Well, yep. he's sitting tonight. What is the Brewers' lineup tonight? All right, leading off in left field is Andrew McCutcheon, batting second, playing shortstop, Urias. Batting third in right field, Tyrone Taylor. Batting fourth, the designated hitter, Rowdy Telez. Batting fifth and playing first base, Keston Hira. Batting sixth and playing third base, Mike Brasso. Batting seventh, Lorenzo Kane in center. Batting eighth and uh, second base, Mark Mathias. Batting ninth and catching, Victor Caratini. Yeah, so no Omar, no Wong, no Yelich in, in this one. All right, that's going to do it for us. Well, we we have another one tonight. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's, yeah extra baseball today. Let's play two. That's what uh, somebody once said. Uh, for Tim Stadium Shea. He finally has a nickname. My name is Tim Allen. Enjoy this victory, and uh, we'll see you after the uh, Brewers hopefully beat the Cubs to sweep the twin bill. Can we get that broom? Does that count? Yeah, that's Does right. that count? I- I'll text her real okay. quick. I'll let right. everybody know if she's going to borrow that to us, my ex-wife and the broom, for the sweep of the doubleheader. <laughs> that would be nice. All right, you guys have a great uh, rest of the afternoon. Enjoy the ball game and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.